the Lord. Hallelujah. When we talk about going forward, I believe a lot of things run to your mind. But I want to make this clear that it is God's intention, it is God's desire, it is part of God's plan, it is part of God's design that you and I must go forward in this life and in everything that we intend to do. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a God of perfection. In fact, the Bible says that his desire towards us is to bring us to an expected end. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is, he will grant us the desire of our heart. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, when we look at the word forward, God's power and the understanding of going forward. When we look at the word forward, it has to do with a whole lot of things. Praise the name of the Lord. But let me just summarize it in a nutshell. That the word forward can be defined as making progress towards a successful end. Making progress towards a successful end. Or you might say progress towards a successful conclusion. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we talk about you and I going forward in life, or for us to have the understanding and knowing the power of going forward, it means that we must have the pathway of making progress in order for us to come to a fulfillment of our intention fulfillment of God's plan for our lives. Our desires must be fulfilled. Praise the name of the Lord. It also means a way of achievement. Going forward has to do with a way of achievement. Hallelujah. It can also be defined as a means of advancement. Advancement. Achievement and advancement. Hallelujah. Going forward, the word forward has to do with progress. It has to do with progress it has to do with progress forward has an intent for the future the future praise the name of the law so you are talking about the next step the next step so when we talk about going forward it has to do with the next step it also has to do with growth and development growth and development praise the name of the law so as we look at the topic the power and understanding of going forward you should be considering number one growth number two development number three advancement number four progress hallelujah number five you should be looking at the future and that is what we're going to be dealing with these are the areas that we're going to be touching this morning because this is god's original intent from the beginning you remember the bible says after god made man in his image and in his likeness what did he do the bible says he blessed them praise the name of the lord but what is the mandate of the blessing hallelujah what is the covering of the blessing what does the blessing entails it entails number one fruitfulness the bible says be fruitful number two replenish the earth replenishment hallelujah number three and multiply all of that has to do with one word go forward it has to do with increase, hallelujah. It has to do with making progress. It has to do with development. It has to do with advancement. So God's intention right from Genesis concerning your life, concerning my life, is that we must increase. We must go forward. We must make progress. We must develop. We must grow. We must prosper. Hallelujah. So let me say this to you. It doesn't matter what others have said about you, what God has said and what God designed you to do or to become is 
that you must make progress and you must advance and go forward in this life in the name of the lord jesus christ so we see that the mandate of god's blessing carries what an instruction that you should make progress praise the name of the lord that you should succeed praise the name of the lord hallelujah so even in creation even in creation right if you look at creation naturally in in, in creation you discover that anything that god created that has life must grow praise the name of the lord in other words anything that has life that god created has a tendency of experiencing growth number one number two they are also capable of moving forward moving forward now if you look at your human body physically your ears are at the side of your jaw your head right your eyes are in front of you your nostril your nose in front of you your mouth in front of you your hands on the side but everything is turning forward hallelujah your feet are not turning backwards they are turning forward your head is not pointing backward everything is turning what forward because god's design is that you make progress and you advance in life praise the name of the lord even in the natural sense when you consider yourself you are not the same as you were since you were born hallelujah hallelujah you've grown hallelujah you've increased in stature you've increased in age you've increased in every area praise the lord your age has increased and you've gone forward hallelujah and naturally also time doesn't wait for anyone time continues to grow and to go forward hallelujah time continues to grow and to go forward praise the name of the lord god doesn't intend that you go backward praise the name of the lord everything that god designed his intention is that those things are to go forward praise the name of the lord the capacity that you have the potentials hallelujah that you have are meant for you to improve yourself to develop to achieve your goal to advance except otherwise except otherwise but all the things that god created they were designed to succeed to make progress and not to not to progress not to fail in the name of the lord jesus christ praise the name of the lord now let me shock you you may think that whatever i am saying oh well um it has to do with just this earth now if you look at your bible carefully let me show you some simple things or maybe it may look simple but this is a mystery that some of you have never noticed hallelujah it is a it's sort of like look simple but it is a mystery that some of you have never noticed praise the name of the lord now if you look at the book of ezekiel you discover something hallelujah if you are a student of the bible you discover that even the creatures that are in heaven that god created god designed them in a way that they always look forward they move forward and none of them move backward none of them turn backward praise the name of the lord you will be shocked to discover that hallelujah if you don't believe what i'm saying look at the book of ezekiel chapter nine uh, chapter one we're looking at verse nine and verse 12 ezekiel chapter 10 verse 22 ezekiel chapter 43 verse 27 the revelation that ezekiel had the encounter that he had that god showed him what was going on in heaven he discovered that even the creatures that god created they were all designed according to god's plan to go forward hallelujah to look forward hallelujah and not to turn backward ezekiel chapter one are we there let's read from verse nine hallelujah from verse nine hallelujah let me take it from verse eight and they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides 
and they fall and they fall hard what they had their faces and their wings verse number nine now that is why i brought you here. verse nine you see their wings were joined one to another they turn not when they went you see they don't have any reason to turn they went everyone straight forward straight forward so even the the creatures that god created that are in heaven god designed them to always go where forward not backward it's like what we used to say forward ever backward never praise the name of the lord verse 12 verse 12 what does it say look at verse 12 move from verse 9 that to verse 12 and they went everyone straight forward again you see the same word there whether the spirit was to go they went and they turned not when they went so they have no need to turn backwards they have no need to turn sideways why because they are designed they can they have the the knowledge and all mystery to even know what is happening backwards but they don't pay attention to anything backwards they look what forward and they move how forward hallelujah chapter 10 verse 22 we're going somewhere just follow me chapter 10 verse 22 thank you lord chapter 10 are we there verse number 22 very interesting hallelujah it says and the likeness of their faces was the same faces which i saw by the rivers of sheba their appearance look at it it said their appearances and themselves they went everyone how again straight forward every one of them go how forward so god's intention even for the creatures in heaven is that they should make progress they should go forward hallelujah hallelujah chapter 43 verse 27 43 27 so god's plan god's design god's desire for us is that we must make progress and we must go forward and when these days are expired it shall be that upon the eighth day are we there 43 27 it shall be hallelujah that upon the eighth day and so forward the priest shall make so forward the priest shall make your burnt offerings upon the altar and your peace offering and i will accept say the lord god an instruction that was given to them that they should continuously practice not just for that time but onwards as they go forward they should continuously the children of israel be practicing such hallelujah to make a sacrifice and an offering unto the law but why do i give you all this revelation it's because of the depth of what god is about to reveal to you this morning praise the name of the lord now let me also give you some other information concerning you going forward and god's intention if you look at the book of ephesians chapter 6 the bible talks about the weapons of our warfare hallelujah and the bible also talks about the, the different kinds of weapons that we have it talks about the sword of the spirit it talks about the shield of faith it talks about the elements of salvation it talks about the breastplate of righteousness now when you look at all those weapons they are weapons that were supposed to use in the front of our physical or spiritual being there's no weapon that is given for your back there's no weapon that is given there's no protection at your back no weapon at your back why because god wants you never you turn your back against your enemy or never you retrogress but god wants you to continue to make progress and advance so it talks about the breastplate of righteousness is in front the shield of faith is in front the element of salvation is in front hallelujah and then the sword of the spirit in fact the sword of the spirit which is the word of god is the only offensive weapon praise the name of the lord which means that god's desire for us is that we make progress 
we go how and where forward praise the name of the lord there's no protection for anyone that will want to go backward there's no protection for anyone that will turn his or back towards the enemy praise the name of the lord in hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 we're still laying the foundation hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 the bible says that god has no pleasure on anyone that will draw back praise the name of the lord it says if you draw back my soul shall has no pleasure in you in other words god is saying the moment you step into the christian faith and you've given your life to the lord and you've repented and surrendered yourself continue to go where forward hallelujah praise the name of the lord you see that in hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 the bible also says in the new testament that if a man puts his hands into the plow and turn his back hallelujah the bible says he's not worthy to enter into the kingdom of god so god is saying there's no way that i will accept you to go backward you put your hand in you have to go where and how forward praise the name of the lord in genesis also the Bible talks about something very important in Genesis chapter 19, verse 17 and verse 26. The Bible says that the, the, the Lord God Almighty decided to show mercy to Lot and he sent an angelic host to deliver them from the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. At the time that Sodom and Gomorrah was on fire, the Lord was causing judgment in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. And so the Bible says clearly in Genesis chapter 19, verse 17 and verse 26, the Bible says the angel gave an instruction that was from the Lord, that as they go forward no one should turn back and as they go forward no one should look back no one should turn back no one should look back but they should continue till the end for their deliverance but lo and behold this woman that was so overwhelmed with what she left behind and all that that that, that was uh, out there the bible says she turned and immediately she turned she lost her life she became a pillar of salt right from that day that was the end of her life she lost her life lost her marriage lost her she, she lost everything why because she refused to go forward she turned backwards praise the name of the lord the bible also says that in the book of isaiah god said to us remember you not the former things not consider the things of all he says for i will do a new thing and it shall spring forth which means that god is saying stop mourning about what happened to you yesterday stop mourning about what you go through last year stop mourning about the failure stop mourning about the disappointment stop mourning about the the, the, the difficulties that you went through hallelujah don't allow the problem of yesterday to imprison your destiny don't allow the problem of yesterday to enslave you don't allow yourself to be condemned and criticized or accused because of what happened to you yesterday praise the name of the lord we must realize that god is fully responsible for our life we must realize that god is able to protect us we must realize that we are safe in the hands of the lord we must also realize that god's intention for us is that we must be victorious in every area of our lives and in every aspect praise the name of the lord so it doesn't matter what you may be going through god loves you and god wants you to know that he's in charge of your life he's in charge of your health he's in charge of your finances he's in charge of your marriage he's in charge of your calling he's in charge of your job he's in charge of your ministry he's in charge of your children and so you don't need to go back and begin to worry and trouble yourself and beat yourself because of the failure of yesterday and beat yourself up because of the disappointment of yesterday beat yourself up because of the mistakes of yesterday no let go of yesterday move forward turn to your neighbor say go forward say let's go of yesterday say go forward one more time let's go of yesterday go forward one more time uh-huh 
Forget about the old flesh. In other words, forget about the past. Praise the name of the Lord. Forget about the old flesh. It doesn't matter what the enemy had done yesterday. It doesn't matter what you went through yesterday. God is still faithful and God is still God. Hallelujah. God is about to do something new. Hallelujah. And so we must be dealing with God from now, not from yesterday. Look at what he's doing now. Praise the name of the Lord. He says now it shall spring forth. Now let me tell you what is the problem. There is a big conflict in the life of many believers. God is doing something new. But yet many of us have the old mindset. So because you have the old mindset, even though God is doing something new, you are confused. You are stranded. The same thing happened to Peter. The Bible says God gave him a revelation concerning clean and unclean animals and he told him to eat. It was a revelation. He was saying, not so, Lord. Not so, Lord. Can you imagine Peter is telling Almighty God, not so, Lord. That which God is saying, this is what you should do. Peter is saying to God, no, this is not right. And then God is saying, you don't know what I have done. Don't call that which is clean unclean. And God was trying to reveal to him about the relationship between the Gentiles and the Jews. That he had already broken the barrier. And not, not a, a few minutes after the revelation, the Gentiles knocked at his door. And God was letting him know that I have changed the agenda. I have changed the trajectory of the system. And I am doing something new. And so somehow he was, he was stuck with the old thoughts, the old mindset, the old doctrine, the old tradition, the whole belief system. And so God was doing so. You see, these are the reasons why many of us are still frustrated and we're still traumatized because you believe that, oh, well, you know what? I'm holding on to yesterday and it doesn't matter what. Let's go of yesterday. One more time to your neighbor say let's go of yesterday one more time hallelujah god's mindset has to do with the future the desire of god has to do with you making progress the vision of god has to do with you possessing your possession the will of god for your life has to do with you success succeeding in whatever you are doing you must live a successful life you must develop your life you must be victorious how can you be a child of god and you are stranded how can you be a child of god and you are a failure how can you be a child of god you are dying of disappointment and sickness and disease how can you be a child of god and you are imprisoned by the enemy that is not god's plan God wants you to make it in life. God wants you to live according to his word. And God wants you to excel in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are many instances in the Bible. For example, when God anointed Saul, the Bible says something in the book of 4 Samuel chapter 10, verse number 3. For the first time, when the anointing, take note of this, when the anointing came upon Saul, the Bible said that the, the prophet of God gave an instruction for, to Saul that as from now he is going to go forward. In fact, the Bible says he was changed to another man. He was changed to another man. He was instructed to go forward and he was about to meet three other men, three other prophets, three mysterious people that, encounter, that he encountered. Why? He moved forward right after the anointing. He moved forward. He advanced. He made progress. His life changed. He became another man right after the anointing. He begins to move forward. Why? Because of the intention and the plan of God for his life. David again, I was, I was wondering while I was studying this, I was wondering the same word that the prophet says as from this time you are going forward. 
The same language that was used for Saul in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse number 3 is the same language that was also used for David in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse number 13. When God rejected Saul and David was anointed by Samuel, the day, the moment he anointed him, the moment as soon as he done with the anointing, the Bible says he said unto him, as from this day you go forward. 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 So Saul was anointed and instructed to go forward. David was anointed and instructed to go well forward. Hallelujah. And let me say this to you. There are many times when Israel go through challenges, they go through trials, they go through difficult times, they go through battles, and they are confused. God will instruct them that they should go forward. God will always instruct them to go forward. Praise the name of the Lord. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 24, they were having a battle with their enemy. And then the Bible says they were so afraid, they were terrified. God commanded them that they should go forward. So going forward is God's agenda. Going forward is God's plan. Even though there are times when God will tell us to move forward because of fear and because of unbelief, because of doubt, we want to stay where we are. Sometimes we are complacent. Based on what we are experiencing environmentally, relationally, or personally. And so we want to stay where we are. And God is saying, no, no, no. One of the enemy of progress is comfort. May I say that again? One of the major enemy of progress is what? Comfort. Moving forward is God's agenda. But sometimes when you are comfortable, you don't want to move. You don't want to go anywhere. It's like, okay, I've arrived, Lord. Why, why are you troubling me? Israel's plan was to settle. Israel's plan was to just adjust themselves and feel comfortable wherever they are. But God kept moving them from place to place, from place to place to avoid stagnation. Hallelujah. Their mentality were too low. Their thoughts about themselves. Their visions were so narrow. Hallelujah. And everything that they think about themselves was so small. Small dreams. Small desires. Small business. Small family. Small house. Small everything. Everything was small, 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 small. Powerlessness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so they can easily settle for anything. No matter how little it is. And no matter how, 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 how funny it is. They will settle for it why because they have no vision for the future to go forward they can be easily content with anything especially the ordinary some of us are like that you can easily be content with anything especially the ordinary well, it doesn't matter as long as i have somewhere that i'm managing <laughs> i'm okay with that oh it doesn't matter as long as you know i can survive so you are living in a managing mode and in a survival mode Oh, you know what? Uh, I don't have any issue with that as long as I'm comfortable. Praise the name of the Lord. You have this concept of eventuality. So whatever happens is of God. Oh, it happens, it happens anyway. And sometimes we misquote the scripture. And we're saying, ah, it works together for those who love God. And so you know what? Let me just, this is the will of God for me, Christ Jesus. Let me just stay like this. What you're doing? You're validating the act and the activities of the enemy. Now, let me show you something that happened in the book of Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 21 to verse 24. Jeremiah chapter 7, 21 to 24. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 7. Are we there? Thank you, Lord Jesus. We want to celebrate the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 7. Are we there? Very interesting account. Let's see God's original intention. Like I said from Genesis, God has a plan that we should be fruitful, 
replenish the earth, increase, multiply. But yet, we see what happened. How man was disappointing. Uh, I mean, how man was a disappointment to God and how, how, how we feel. But look at this account. Chapter um, 7 of Jeremiah, verse seven, uh, 21 to verse um, 24. Thus said the Lord of hosts. Now listen carefully. This is God's word coming forth. You must be very sensitive to this account because this is the springboard that will take us through all the other accounts we're going to be looking at. Whatever we're going to be looking at, this is the key. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of what? Israel. Put your burnt offering unto your sacrifice and eat flesh. Amen. Verse 22. For I speak not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offering or sacrifice. I didn't talk to your parents about that. I didn't say anything to your fathers concerning burnt offering and sacrifice when I brought them out of Egypt. But look at something coming up very deep. But this thing commanded I. What is the thing that God commanded them? Saying, I commanded them saying, Obey my voice and I will be your God. Number one. And ye shall be my people. Number two. Number three. Walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you. It's the same thing as obey my voice. It's the same thing. Walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded thee. So the commandment is the voice of the Lord. He said that it may be well unto you now look at this it didn't say that it may be well with you he said that it may be well unto you praise the lord now 24 now is the call hallelujah look at this he says but they are not nor inclined their ears but walked in the council look at it they walk in the councils and in the imagination of their evil heart and look at what happened what happened to them can we read together what happened? They went backward and not forward. Wow. Huge problem. Huge problem. God gave them instructions so that they will leave. God gave them his commandment, his voice, his, his directions. That the Bible says that they may leave and that their hearts will be open and that it shall be well unto them. But they did not listen to the instruction of God. They did not follow God's command. They did not pay attention to the will of God. That would have helped them so that it would have been well with them. But as a result of their disobedience, the Bible says, they did that which they thought about personally, hallelujah, and not only that, they, are, they, are, they have their own counsel in, their, in themselves and they walk in their own imagination and in the evil that was within their heart. And the Bible says, what happened? Instead of going forward, which was God's intention for their lives, what happened to them? They were going where? Backward. They were retrogressing instead of progressing. Am I making sense to you now? Now, it shows you clearly that God hates when you go backward god hates when you continue to reverse yourself you know it's like you are depriving god's timing and you are delaying god's agenda god is saying 
Let me say this to you. Pay attention very well. Do you know that the, the Bible says there's a time for every purpose under the sun? These are the reasons why, as I said, time doesn't wait for you. Your age doesn't even wait for you. Even if you don't want to get old, you will be old as long as you're alive. Because that time beats you. Catch up with you. So you say, oh, you know what, I'm still young. I, I, because I, I look like 20, I should be behaving like as if I'm 20 years. Wait until your body begins to, to affect you and things begin to change. And you begin to realize that you don't have the strength that you once had when you were 20, even though you want to be as 20. But now you are 40 and 50. And that thing begins to tell on you that you realize you've wasted time. You've wasted your resources. You've wasted opportunities. You've wasted a whole lot of things in this life. Now, let me shock you now. Many times, when we do things like this, you know what we do? We deprive ourselves and we deprive the will of God for our lives. When God shows you his design to go forward and you say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that way. You know, I have my own plan. I want to do what I want to do, what I feel like. And the Bible says it was the evil that was in their heart, the imagination that they have in their heart, whatever counsel that they have, whatever they've orchestrated, whatever they orchestrated within themselves, they plan. They decided to do their own thing. And listen to this. Their own thing will not bring them to fulfillment in life. And so while they were doing that, the Bible says they were moving backward instead of forward. Let me warn you. Every time you make a decision outside the will of God, it takes you backward. It takes you backward. Anytime God gives you an instruction for you to make progress and you refuse, you know what's going to happen? You're going to go backward instead of forward. But if, you had, if they had followed God's word, they would have headed what? Forward. They would have, they would have been going towards the the, a place of fulfillment or accomplishment, a development, hallelujah, a place of development, a place of progress, but instead they were doing what was in their heart, their own imagination, their own concept, their own plans, their own ways, and the Bible says they move backward instead of forward, and God got angry. Why did God got angry? Because anytime you move backward, it doesn't glorify God. Anytime you move backward, you delay the agenda of God. Anytime you move backward, it's like, it's, personally, it looks like a form of disrespect and dishonor. Oh, yes. Praise the name of the Lord. So, they move backward instead of going forward. So, instead of them making progress, instead of them developing themselves, they ended up being destroyed. And this has been the case of many believers, many Christians. They are still behind the limelight, not because of God's will, but because of their own will, their own ways, and they want to do things their own way. Praise the name of the Lord. So their mindsets was wrong, and as a result, they were stagnated, and as a result, they were also going backward instead of going forward. There's a whole lot that I want to see, but I don't know if time will permit me. So we look at the very first example was that the Bible says the offering was not as important. The sacrifices was not as important. God said, you eat it yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, this is the thing that I command. Look at verse 23. He says, but this thing commanded I them, saying, obey my voice. That is the first thing. Because I know the way of all the earth. I know the intent of every man's heart. I know how life functions. Follow my voice. You will not miss your way. 
follow my instruction you will not miss your path in this life he says and i will be your god and ye shall be my people and walk ye in all the ways that i have commanded you that ye may it may be well unto you it will be well unto you your finances your marriage your health your career your spiritual life your family life your health everything will be well unto you when you walk in the will of god when you obey the word of god when you follow after god's principle it shall be well with you praise the name of the lord hallelujah but the bible says they acting not not inclined their ears but walked in the council and in the imagination of their evil heart and went how backward and not forward evil heart have you forgotten the scripture says the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked he says who can know it praise the name of the lord if you have an evil heart praise the name of the lord you will not be able to think progressively. You will not be able to be at the center of God's will. You will not be able to fulfill God's plan for your life. Why? Because if your heart is evil, then what's going to happen? You are going to miss your way in life. And you are going to engage in doing the wrong things. Now let's look at another example. And you are going to be shocked. Look at another example. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. This one, God helped them. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Exodus 14. Are we there? So we see God's intention from the book of Jeremiah was that they should what? Make progress. They should go forward, but they ended up going backwards. How many of us want to go backwards? Nobody, right? Yeah. Imagine at your age now, they say, we're taking you back to class one. Or JK. You're going to start life all again. At your age, oh, because your age will not change. And then you are going to be with those kids in kindergarten. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Then they come and tell you, the five hours are A, E, I, O, U. With your beers, there you go. A, E, I, O, U. Praise the Lord. How would you look like among those kindergartens? But that is exactly what we do. Whenever we refuse and reject the word of God, we move backward. Some people are backward to kindergarten level. Some people are backward to secondary school level. Some people are backward to high school level. Some people are backward to elementary school level. Some people are backward. They've gone backward to university level. Whereas as of now, they should have been at the place of fulfillment in life. They are still behind the limelight. Why? Because of the evil intentions of their heart that they kept doing. And the same thing almost happened to the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. Look at this. Chapter 14 of Exodus. I'm going to read a few verses. Our focus is on verse uh, number 15. But let's uh, see something in... Um, hmm. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take it, let's take it from verse uh, 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. This was when the Egyptians were pursuing after them, right? You remember this account? They were right in the midst of the Red Sea. On the mount, left on the, uh, there was mountain, on the right there was mountain, and there was no way of escape. Behind them, the Egyptians were coming, pursuing after them. But then in front of them was the Red Sea. There was no way out. Now pay attention, very interesting account. There are a lot of revelation here that I'm not going to be able to touch because of time. But let me just try as best as I can to do what I can. Hallelujah. It says, then, verse uh, what, 13, right? It says, 
And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he showed to you today. God is going to show you his salvation today. For the Egyptians, you see today, you see them no more forever. Did you get that? This is an instruction from God that was given to Moses. And Moses gave the instruction to the people. What is the instruction? Number one, stand ye still. Number two, you see the salvation of the Lord, right? Number three, the Egyptian that you see today, what's going to happen? You will see them no more forever. You get that? Settle that within your mind. So, firstly, what we see was an instruction that came from God. What we see was an instruction through the man of God, Moses. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. That is what he's saying. Depend on God. Believe God. Because whatever enemy that is around you or surrounding you or pursuing after you, forget about them. They would soon disappear says, what? Really, God, what do you mean? Continue, verse 14. He says, the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall do what? Hold your peace. Look at the instruction. Very deep instructions. As I said, I'm not going to be able to handle this. It's too much. Even if I want to spend a whole month to teach all of this, trust me, I won't finish it. Praise the Lord. He says, the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Now, he already said, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. He already said to you that the Egyptian you see today, you see them no more forever. Which means that your problem is coming to an end in the moment. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, see the salvation of the Lord standing still. In other words, God has taken your case. He's in charge. But if they don't get it and they don't understand, because listen to this now. Sometimes you say something to someone and then they don't get it. You say the same thing again, but in a different way, then they'll try to get it. Some of them, you say it once, they get it. Some of them, you have to repeat in different way, different manner before they get it. Praise the name of the Lord. So look at verse 14. It says, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. It's as the same as be still and know that I am Lord. It's as the same as be still and see the salvation of the Lord. It's as the same as be saying, the Egyptian that you see today, you see them no more forever. But because God knew the kind of people he was dealing with, the instruction that he was giving to Moses were moving from one level to the next, one level to the next, but it was literally the same thing. But because of their level of understanding, they cannot perceive. Verse 15, it says, The Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou? This is very important now unto me. Why are you crying unto me? Why are you complaining unto me? Why are you, why are you troubled about what you are going through? I already gave you a word. Tell them be still and know that I'm God. Tell them be still and know they will see the salvation of the Lord. And then don't cry. Relax. Praise the Lord. Why are you crying unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel. What? What? God, what are, should I say? What? What do you want me to tell them? That they should go where? No, backward. That they should go where? Back to Egypt. That they should go where? In fact, begin to kneel down and beg the Egyptian and tell them you are sorry. Huh? Is that what the Bible says? Now, pay attention. Very sensitive. When God says in verse number 13, he said to them, he says, said to the people, fear ye not, stand still. What does that mean to stand still? Stand firm. Don't move. Stand still means relax. This doesn't concern you. It's like somebody in a disrespectful way tell you shut up. That means be quiet. Or somebody in a respectful way telling you, okay, hold on, hold on, just stay quiet, calm, be calm. Shh, don't noise. 
or otherwise somebody can say it in another way hey shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> it doesn't concern you you understand right he can say it in different but these people god spoke to them in a very sweet responsible honorable respectful manner be still and know that i am god i am not going to showcase who you are i'm going to show myself as god because with man it is impossible but with me all things are possible now look at the instruction this instruction is what beats me down I look at it from a theological point of view. I look at it also from a spiritual point of view. I look at it from a humanistic point of view. I look at it from a naturalistic point of view. And I realize that this instruction that God was about to give them doesn't make any sense. <laughs> now, what do you do when God said something to you that doesn't make any sense from a human point of view, but in the sight of God, he actually meant what he says, and that is going to come to pass. You follow? <laughs> so look at it now. It says, why you are, are you crying unto me? That was God speaking out to Moses, not to the people. He says, speak unto the children of Israel. These people that are so fearful. These people that are always walking in doubt and fear and unbelief. You remember what we read from the book of Jeremiah, right? They have a mindset of their own, a desire on their own. They don't follow after God's instruction and command. They just do their own thing. But thank God, this one, God show mercy to them. And look at the instruction. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go how? Forward. As I said, this thing actually beats me down. While I was studying this, I asked myself, God, I understand if you had already divided the rest of them, you tell them to go forward. You get the point? But he didn't do that yet. Did you observe that? The sea was still there. Behind them, the Egyptians were coming on the right mountain, on the left mountain. So there was no way out. And when God says go forward, where? The question is to where? You want us to drown in the sea? God, are you trying to kill us instead of killing the Egyptians? There would be a lot of misunderstanding. And so sometimes when God gives you instruction, somehow it might not make sense. Somehow it may be confusing. You see, a man of God said something several years ago. I listened to a message. And he said, God will not ask you to do an impossible thing, but he will ask you to do a hard thing. That is a difficult thing. And you know why it is not, he's not going to ask you to do a, an impossible thing? Because with God, all things are possible. There's nothing impossible to him. But to you, it's going to look very, very hard. Or it may seem impossible. Now, when God said to them, go you forward, ah! He said, but forward what? Without any instruction, forward what? How? God was saying, go at the instruction of my word. Have you forgotten the Bible says the word of God is God himself? Jesus said, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Have you also forgotten that the Bible says God honors his word far above his name? So when he said to them, go, you forward, he was saying, go forward. <laughs> imagine God is saying go forward but what you see in front of you is a red sea or maybe a fire he says go forward he means it he actually meant what he said go you what forward 
You see, but God, it looks impossible. In fact, in front of me, it's just a wall. I can't get any further than this. God says, keep going where? Forward. Well, financially, I, I am not capable enough. God says, go ye what? 2023. This is what? The second Sunday? Yes. As from this day, make this thing be part of your life. That everything that God instructs you to do, go ahead and do it and make up your mind to go forward. Move from mediocrity. Move from that level of limitation. Move from the height of impossibility. Move from everything that, that seems uh, as if it's never going to work. What was in front of them was the sea, the Red Sea that they've never dealt with before. And this is fearful. God says, go ye forward. Then verse 14, uh, 16 says, But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide what? Sea. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Wow. Look at another mystery here. God says the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the sea. In our own days, we look at it from a natural point of view. If even God will dry the sea up, it is not possible for them to walk on dry ground. It will be swamp on the seabed, right? Because of the, I mean, swamp and muddy and muddy and sand and all these things. But God says, no. The miracle is not only going to be the dividing of the sea, but down underneath the seabed, the ground is going to be dry. Woo! Dry ground. Look at it there. The Bible says that he should stretch forth his hands and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground. In the midst of the in the midst of the sea, they go on dry ground. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, it is possible with God. In the midst of the sea, in the depths of the depth, put it that way, they had to, they have to go on dry ground. Ah, this is far beyond science. This is far beyond the natural. This is not even human. This is not normal. This is, in fact, it's much more than supernatural. This is mysterious. God says, stretch the road. The sea is going to divide. And then they will walk on dry ground. I emphasize dry ground. You know, it could have been somehow understandable if, if God says, okay, uh, I will let the sea be divided, but then, you know, they will walk on the ground, but yet, you know, some water will be splashing, and you know, some of them will catch up to their ankle or maybe their knees, and they just continue. Don't know what you'll be fine still, you'll be safe. You still say that's a miracle, right? Because the sea is divided, at least the water is there, we walk on and splash, and then when we get out, you know. But God says, No way, he says nothing will touch you, nothing absolutely. You will march on what dry ground dry in the midst of that ocean i was studying and some some theologians were saying it's about 170 feet high the depth of that ocean but god is saying they will walk on dry ground deliberately and when i look at it i'm like wow how is this gonna work 
This is far beyond your human comprehension. And so Moses obeyed. He says, Behold, I will, he says, I will harden the heart of the Egyptians and they shall follow them and I will get me honor. Look at this. He says, I, Jehovah, will get the honor. I will get me what? Honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen and the Egyptians shall know. You see that? Not just you as my people, but the Egyptians themselves. They shall know that I am the Lord when I have what? Gotten me, me, honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariot, and upon his horsemen. Huh. You see, let me say this to you. Anytime God instructs you to go forward, it's because he wants to have the honor. He wants to have the glory. But you see, many times we are the ones that refuse to give God the honor, refuse to give him the glory that he deserves because of fear. You get it now? We are afraid of going forward. Why? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the outcome. But if you have confidence and assurance in God, you believe in the integrity of God and his word, and you are willing and ready to even give him glory, whether it's going to happen or not, but as long as you heard from God, you are ready to take that venture. He will take glory, and he will take the honor. Now look at it. God was not only glorifying himself in the life of the children of Israel, but he was also glorifying himself in the life of who? Pharaoh and who? The Egyptians. He was taking glory and honor. We must give him the glory and the honor this year. Amen. The hidden, the unbelievers must see the wonders of God this year. Amen. They must experience the hand of God when you move forward. Anytime, listen to this. Anytime there is a problem in your life, it's an opportunity to glorify God. It doesn't matter what the obstacle might be. It doesn't matter what the, the difficulties might be or the circumstances that surrounds you. Always be sensitive to give God glory. By allowing him to do whatever he wants to do. When you go forward, beloved, it will enable you to see the power of God. It will also enable you to understand the integrity of God. It enables you to grow in grace whenever you obey God's instruction to go forward. Listen to this. I always say, I like problems. Me, I don't hate problems. Personally, I like problems. I like difficulties. I like challenges. I, anything that comes to challenge my faith, I celebrate those things. You know why? Because of several reasons. Number one, they will help me to grow. Hallelujah. Number two, hmm. they will introduce you to a new level. Anytime there is a problem, it will help you to grow. It will introduce you to a new level. Number three, it will cause you to increase in your faith. Hallelujah. Anytime there's a problem, there's a challenge, there's difficulties in your life. Don't fret. Don't run away. Don't give up. Don't go and weep and begin to celebrate the enemy. No. Allow God to have his way. That problem and that situation will be able to teach you new things that you've never known. This is the reason why we should appreciate those things when they come. Don't go to your room and begin to cry. Oh my God, God, I'm going to die. Oh God, did you hear the news? You see what is happening to my family? Oh God, no, 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 no. New problem, new level. New problem, 
<laughs> new what? New levels. It increases your faith. It causes you to understand more of the power of God. Hallelujah. It reveals more of the act of God. Because when that problem comes and you see what God will do, do with that problem, how God will handle it, at the end of it, you will celebrate and give glory unto our God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this, beloved. Even though the enemies were behind them, there was no way of escape. God instructed them to go forward. Why? Take note of this. Your miracles are always ahead of you before you're not behind you. Opportunities are always ahead of you, not behind you. Provisions are always ahead of you, not behind you. The goodness of God, the mighty power of God, the manifestation of signs and wonders, they are always ahead of you, not behind you. So when God told them to go forward, he was saying, go forward and see my miracle. Go forward and see my deliverance. Go forward and see my power of, of, of signs and wonders. Go forward and see how mysterious I am. Go forward and see what I'm capable of doing. Go forward and you see the manifestation of my power. Go forward and you see that I am God. I told you be still and know that I am God. But if you don't get to understand this, go forward now and now you will see and know that I am God. I tell you, you don't need to fight in this battle. I tell you, the Egyptians that you see today, you see them no more forever. But the only way you can see that is to continue to go forward and keep going. And at the end, you see that this Egyptian that you see today, you'll never see them again forever. But all of those miracles were not behind them. They were where? Before them. Until they move in. They get forward. And then the Bible says... <laughs> The sea divided when Moses stretched the rod and they walked majestically. They enter into that dry ground. I studied carefully this account. <laughs> Three times the Bible says on the right the water was like a wall. A wall. On the left it was like a wall. A wall. And as soon as the Egyptians, uh, the, the, the uh, Israelites stepped in, the Bible says the angel of the Lord moved back behind the, the children of Israel. Hallelujah. The power of the Lord moved behind the children of Israel and he separated them, the Egyptians from the Israelites. He built a cloud between them. My goodness, mysterious. The Bible says while they march majestically, they join them. But the Israelites will see glory. But then the Egyptian will see fire. The Israelite will see glory. The Egyptian will see fire. And they continue in a very foolish way. They continue to follow the children of Israel until they get into the middle of the, the, the sea. And then when the children of Israel, as soon as the last individual took off from the, the seabed, the Bible says God told Moses, stretch the road again. Here, Galal, sombre de there. Right away, the Bible says that the sea came back to itself. In fact, before that happened, <laughs> something makes me laugh while I was studying this. The Bible says God causes the wheel of the chariots to be destroyed. So in other words, God destroyed their wheels before they could run back. There was no way that the chariots are going to like go back and the horses. No, because God already, before the water came back together, he destroyed their wheels. So there was no way of turning back. Praise the name of the Lord. And then not just that, the Bible says the water collided. Pam! All of them sank in that sea. They died according to God's word because initially he said to them, be still and know that I am God. He says for what? The Egyptians that you see 
today you see them no more forever. Fear you not. See the salvation of the Lord. May I say this to you? That any time you decide to go forward, you know what you've done? You put the integrity of God on the line and say, God, display yourself. Show your power. Show your wonders. Show your faithfulness. Show your integrity. God, demonstrate what you can do. So this year, we must be willing and ready to take ventures. Be willing and determined. Listen, listen. When you take that venture, according to God's word, your reputation is not on the line. You know whose reputation is on the line? It's God's reputation. Oh no, you know, I can't do this because I cannot afford it. Yes, indeed you cannot afford it, so it doesn't concern you. Don't do it because you can afford it. Do it because God Almighty can afford it. Oh, you know what? I want to try, but I don't know how. Indeed, you don't know how. And that is why you must do it according to God's word. When God instructed you to do it, do it because he knows how. He knows how. He has the knowledge of the invisible. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So God's miracle was ahead of them. God's manifestation was ahead of them. The power of God was... Listen, every time you decide to go forward, you will catch up with the power, the miracle, the provision, the blessings of God for your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Let's look at another account. Deuteronomy chapter 1. So in the midst of battle, God said to them, go forward. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy. In the wilderness, see what happened there now. <laughs> this one is also interesting. They found the place, Deuteronomy chapter 1, and they are both there. They don't want to go again. They say, ah, we're good. We'll find <laughs> Let's relax. Oh, finally we're home. God said, no, that's not the promised land. Are we there? Are we ready? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's take it from verse 6. Uh, take it from verse 3 and we get to 6. It says, And it came to pass in the 48th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. Praise the Lord. Verse 4. After he had slain Shion, the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Eshbon, and Og, the king of Basham, which dwelt in Ashtaroth, in Edri, on this side Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying, verse 6, The Lord our God speak unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mountain praise the name of the lord turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the amorites and unto all the places nigh thereunto in the plain in the hills and in the vale and in the south and by the seaside to the land of the canaanites and unto lebanon unto the great river the river Euphrates. behold verse number eight I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and give unto them and to their seed after them. Now take note. Hmm. 
Shabri da usua daga daga daga. The Bible says God already had an intention right from the beginning for their deliverance in Egypt. He told them that they will have to go through the wilderness. Where are they heading to? The promised land. Now they got to this point. The Bible says they stuck. They don't want to move. If you look at chapter 2, it says the same thing. They were complacent. They were comfortable. You remember we're talking about comfort. It's an enemy of progress or success. You think, oh, we're okay now. We're having 500 people in the church. Oh, we're okay now. We're having 6,000. Oh, we're okay now. You know, we have 30,000 in our account. Oh, me and my wife or me and my husband. We, we're, we're having a business now. Oh, we're booming. Oh, we're okay now. You know, I finished my university. I have my degree now. I'm okay now. You know, you know, you know. I, 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 I traveled the other day and I got to where I, I actually wanted to be in life. And I'm fine. I'm okay now. No, God is saying no, no, no. Not yet. You're not there yet. Don't your neighbor say you're not there yet. One more time. So they go to this mount. The Bible says they dwell there. They were comfortable. They don't want to move. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at chapter 2. Chapter 2 verse 1. Then he turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain. It's in chapter 2 now. Ye have compassed this mountain. How? Long enough. Turn ye northward and command thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the coast of your brethren, the children of Esau, which dwelt in Seir, and they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourself thereof. So what do we see? In chapter 1, they dwell. In chapter 2, they dwell. They compass the mountain and they stay. Any opportunity they got, they go there and they are like, ah, finally, Lord, finally. God, God says, get up. Get up. And we got to go. It reminds me of what happened to Joshua after he had shared some portion of the land to the tribes of Israel when they got into the promised land. He thought that that was the end of his project. At his age, he was getting old, and God came back and said, Joshua, no, no, no. No, no, no. I said, I know you're old, you're striking in years. He said, yeah, there's still much more land to possess. He's like, wow, Lord, really? I thought I'm done. But you know what is interesting about some of these accounts is that people don't adhere to information. They don't pay attention to instruction. They don't, they don't follow God's principle. They just see certain things. They say, oh, this is good and I'm okay with it. Oh, this is comfortable. God is saying, no! You have to go where? Forward. Now, let me shock you again. When they got to this point, I believe they assumed they would reach their destination, but that was not the promise. May I say this to you? You may be engaged in certain things that God did not promise you. It looks good. Looks comfortable, but that is not the promise. And because it is not the promise, very dangerous now, pay attention, look up and look at me. Because it is not the promises of God, or it's not part of the promise, don't dwell there, number one. Number two, don't make an investment there. Number three, don't build anything there. Because if you do, God will ask you to leave them and go ahead. What are you going to do? This is why God in the Old Testament never gave the children of Israel any instruction to build a house while they were traveling in the wilderness. You know what God did? God instructed them only to build tents. Tents. 
temporarily. Tent. So at any time the pillar of cloud will show up by day, they have to go. They pack up their loads and they begin to go. At any time, even if they are sleeping in the middle of the night, or let's say 3 a.m., the pillar of fire showed up and Moses realized that God is here, we got to go. They wake up, hey, yeah, 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 get up, we got to go. God never asked them to build a house while they were in the wilderness, while they were journeying through life. God never asked them to build a mansion. God instructed them that they should go to the promised land, which is their what? Their bonafide property. That is what God gave to you. Listen, stop running around with what God has not given you. Stop laboring over what God has not given you. I wish I'm speaking to leaders. I would have been able to go through a different level of this. You know, and, and sometimes we want to go to this man of God. We want to see what this pastor is doing. We want to go to this group of people. We want to belong to this, this organization. You know you are roaming around and that is going to affect you because you're wasting time. You're wasting resources. You're wasting God's agenda for your life because that is not what God has given you. Praise the name of the Lord. You want to do a business. Oh, I want to. I want to. I want to buy a Timothine, and I want to engage in that franchise. And then you move there. You say, I want to become a school principal. You know, I want to build a school. And then you move there. You say, No. You know what? I want to become a nurse. I'm going back to school. I want to. Be you. You. You're crazy, actually, because if you you know very well you cannot do this and A and B and C and Z at the same time, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get worn out. You're gonna be exhausted, and you're gonna become a victim because you don't have what it takes to be everything at the same time beloved let me say this to you in a very sincere way the honest truth is that the easier way to excel in this life is to follow after God's own instruction that's number one number two is to know the perfect will of God for you number three is to understand God when you understand God we we're talking about knowing these days when you understand God, you know his ways, you know his instruction, you know his perfect way. You have what we call sweatless victory. While others are breaking their head for you, it doesn't bother you because life is sweet. It's easy. They ask you, how did you manage to get this done? Because you are the perfect will of God. Anytime you are the center of God's will, it brings you joy. It brings you fulfillment. I know there, there are uh, times when you're going to go through battle, but because you are the center of God's will, you know you have not failed in this life. But if you have lived this life and engaged in that which is not the will of God for your life, at the end you fail. And it will be scary to appear in eternity without fulfilling God's purpose for your life. So the question was that what were they doing there? They were having fun. They were complacent. They were comfortable. And God says, get out. Get out. You got to go. You've dwelt here long enough. You've stayed there long enough. You've been doing this long enough. Is it the will of God? He says, pack up your load. Like we say in deliverance. Pack up your property and lose your horse. Praise the name of the Lord. If it is the will of God, stay there. Don't allow people to obstruct you. If it is the plan of God, stay there. And make sure you work on that. Work on that project. Work on that business. Work on that church. Work on that family. Work on that career. Work on that thing and go forward. But if it is not the will of God, Understand your place and your position. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't begin to invest and build on things that will not last or that which is not the will of God. You're going to get hurt at the same time. Praise the name of the Lord. Where is your destination? Let's look at a few things that I want to pass across and then we're going to pray. So we've looked at what happened in Jeremiah's Account chapter 7, verse 21 to 24. God's intention from the beginning. We've looked at what happened at the Red Sea. We've also looked at what happened 
with them on their way in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and chapter 2 that they continue to dwell in the wrong places at the wrong time instead of keep going, going, continue to go until you get to where God wants you to be. Sometimes laziness can deprive you from going forward. Sometimes friends can become an obstruction for you from going forward. Sometimes your own personal ambition, like what was happening with the children of Israel, according to Jeremiah, the Bible said the evil intent of their heart cannot be an obstruction that will stand against you from um, um, getting to that point that God wants you to get to. Sometimes the fear of men, a fear of men, the children of Israel were so afraid of the Egyptians because they've enslaved them for years. So now that they got to the Red Sea, they were afraid. They thought that that was the end. They're going to get uh, rid of them again, enslave them or destroy them. But it wasn't God's plan. God's agenda was completely different. Because initially God told them that they will not, they will not see those Egyptians anymore. But yet they were still afraid. So the Hebrews could be people, the Indians could be friends, relationship, your personal life, your heart condition, all of that could be the hindrance. You're afraid of men, you're afraid of failure, you're afraid of failure, and so you don't want to go forward because they said, let's go. You say, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Why? I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Or what will people say if they see me doing this? Or if I get involved, what will happen to me? And what's going to happen eventually in my community? If they see I'm going around with God's people and doing things, or look at my job, my position, my level of education, and what if the community realize that I'm part of this? You are ashamed of being named among God's people. Then it's better for you not to even serve God if you are ashamed of Jesus Christ. Or maybe your own hindrance could be that you are holding on to your past victory. I'm telling you. It could be a testimony, but every day is the same song, the same testimony. Oh, I remember in 1945 when, when I was a millionaire. Any little thing, I remember in 1945 when I was a millionaire. Every moment I remember in 1945, 1945 has come and gone, sweetie. We are in the 20th century now. We are in 2023. Forget about that old flash, that old song. Oh, I remember when my dad was, was a manager somewhere. Oh, my dad used to be the manager. Everywhere you go, you're singing this song. My dad used to be the manager. My dad used to, who cares? Forget about that. Oh, I remember when I was at the university. It was then. <laughs> Nostalgia. Forget about all those old flash. Don't get stuck with the past victory. Don't get stuck with the past miracle. Oh, I remember what I, what I did so many, many years ago. I remember how I healed the sick. I remember when, when I raised the dead. That was the past. What are you doing now? What is going on now with you? What is God saying now? Stop holding on to those past victory. Yes, they are good, but put them in the archives of your testimonies and let them stay there to glorify God whenever it is necessary. You bring them out to glorify God, but not every single time. You are looking at yesterday. Oh, yesterday I was wonderful. Oh, yesterday I remember when I was young, as a young man, or as a young woman. I remember when I was dressing and shaking. You look at the mirror. Oh, you see, you know, I remember those days. Ah! Look at me. Hey, hey, Joe, hey, Joe. You're just touching your jaw. You're touching your head. You're looking at your hair. You're looking at your shape. And you're like, hmm. Ah, you remember yesterday? Forget it. Yesterday is gone. You are in a new era. Praise the Lord. Stop beating yourself over and over and over again because of yesterday. Your past failure. Forget about your past failure. 
Forget about your past. 2023 is a new year. Oh, I don't think I can do this. You know, because uh, these same people, they were there yesterday when I made that mistake. Forget about those people. Listen to this now. Listen. Let me tell you one thing very, very important and serious that you should pay attention to in this life when it comes to people. If you succeed, people will talk. If you fail, people will what? If you're right, people will what? If you're wrong, people will what? If you live and you live where, people will what? Even if you die today, people will what? So, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, why are you concerned about people talking? Who cares? What men say, forget it. Let them say whatever they want to say. Moving forward. Keep going. Praise the Lord. Say, ah, is that not the lady that, 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 that had the accident yesterday? Tell them, shut up. It's a different year and it's a different story. Stop holding on to your past failure. Hallelujah. Another thing that could be an indigence would be wrong information. Wrong information. You are listening to the wrong people. You are following the wrong news, wrong media. And you know, when you look at social media now, everybody has their own platform. Everybody has the right to their opinion. Am I right? Like they used to say, talk now free. Right? Everybody is free to post whatever, to say whatever. You know, you know it's free. You've gone on Twitter now, you want to say some stupid rubbish thing, uh, they will welcome you. You want to say something gullible, though, ah, something sexual, immoral, something deadly, something ungodly, occultics, anything you want to put there. Go ahead. You're welcome, except otherwise. Right? So you don't go there to get information. You don't go there to listen to everybody. As I used to say, there are some information that may look good, but not godly. The opinion of people, the ideas of people, the ideology of their life is not the same as yours. Your life is not going to be navigated by someone else online. Let your life be navigated according to God's word. Let God be the navigator. Let him be the instructor. Let him be the director. Listen to what they said if you want to or if you can. If it is okay, if it is it's something relational, something ideological or something philosophical. Oh, it's an idea. But you know what? Fine. That's good. You put it on one side. Don't let that encroach your life and begin to come to your husband now. And you know, I watched that. That's why I watched something on, 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 on Twitter the other day. Or that lady was saying something on, on, on YouTube. Or I was watching TikTok. And, and, and that's why she slapped her husband. And, and, I, and I would do the same. I would slap you like she slapped her own husband. Uh -uh. Try it. <laughs> In fact, before you finish that statement, your husband will cut your hands off. <laughs> then you will know that it is not every foolish thing that you see online you're going to practice at your home. No. Do you know there are people who are there who are agents of the enemy? People will teach other people to commit suicide online. They'll teach other people to go commit crime online. They'll teach other people to engage in prostitution, in witchcraft practices, in, in, in gang-related things, in drug dealing. All these things online. They can, there's everything there. But my question to you is, who do you listen to? Who do you get information from? I'll give you six major points quickly and then we pray. This is going to be very fast. And please follow quickly and we're going to pray. In the next few minutes, I'll be done. Number one, what are some of the things that you ought to do? Number one, do not limit yourself. If you are going to go forward this year, 2023, don't limit yourself. Enlarge your coast. Expand yourself. 
Don't limit yourself. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse number 2, in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse number 29, 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 20, uh, 37, each and every one of them talks about increase, enlargement, improvement, development, progress. Isaiah 54, verse number 21, uh, verse 2, let's see verse 2 first. Isaiah 54. Enlarge your coast. Don't be limited. Don't allow yourself out of fear. Oh, I can't try it because, you know, I don't think it will work. No, it will work if God gives you that instruction. Follow it. Isaiah 54, are we there? Verse number 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spear not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Open up. You make an investment. Learn to trust people. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2. Learn to trust people. Learn to take a step of faith. Enlarge your tent. Take a risk. That is what faith is all about. Hallelujah. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse number 10. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. Are we learning this morning? Thank you, Lord. 2022, I'm going to make an investment. 2022, I'm going to buy a business. 2022, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Do it. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. As long as it is God's instruction from his throne, you will not fail. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 10. Are we there? And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, I love this. Now pay attention to this. It says, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and do what? Enlarge my coast. Enlargement. 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 We see the instruction from the prophet in Isaiah. He says, Enlarge thy coast, enlarge thy tent. And we see the same prayer here by Jabez that God will enlarge his coast and that thy hand might be with me. Let the Lord's hand be with you in the name of Jesus. So don't just say enlarge me, but let the hand of the Lord be with you and that thou would escape uh, me from evil that it may not grieve me. Hallelujah. And God granted him that which he requested. You see, he asked for God to increase him, but then the Bible says he asked to live for God, to please God, to keep his word, and that evil will not be in his life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And God granted his heart desire. Whatever was the prayer of Jabez, God answered. Now listen and listen well. Let me give you an advice for 2023. Those of you who are prayer warriors, you've prayed against Forces of darkness, powers of darkness, oh Satan, oh you which is a wizard. You've given them a lot of your time in 2022 and you've wasted time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> if you believe that the Bible says God has spoken once, two once have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God, then don't break your head over them. If you believe that the Bible says whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. If you believe that the Bible says, For behold, I have given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing shall by enemies touch you. Says uh, the Bible says, a thousand shall fall on your left side, and then ten thousand. All of these scriptures is to show you that the devil is powerless when it comes to you as a child of God. He cannot touch you, except if God permits him. But God won't. So spend time this year. 
men like Jabez enlarge my coast. God increase me. Because let me say this to you. Now look up and look at me. Let me show you one dangerous thing. Very important. Do you know why a lot of people go into sin? Do you know why a lot of... Now pay attention to this. Very important. It's very, very important, please. Do you know why a lot of people are struggling with what the devil is doing? Number one is because of poverty. I'm telling you. Do you know that the mentality that we have here, even though we are Africans, most of us here now are Africans, but do you know that the mentality that you have right now is completely different from those who are in Africa? Do you know why? Because of the cultural changes. Because of the structural changes. Because of the systemic changes. Because of the lot of, you know, even the community, where, where you find yourself, you know, it's not like Africa where somebody is looking out for you to say, oh, I'm going to destroy you. you, your business is not going to succeed. Not in Canada. Not in America, except otherwise they will do it. Don't misunderstand me. But you know if you work for your money, you will get your money, you're going to get paid. Right? So do you have to pray and bind in the name of Jesus? Oh Lord, I pray that my check will come this year, this month in the name of Jesus. That God, I will have enough, oh God, to pay all my bills. You don't pray that prayer. Why you don't pray that prayer? <laughs> Why don't you pray that prayer? Why? Because you know if you go to work in the next two weeks, what's going to happen? Your paycheck will be there, obviously. Even sometimes when you don't even think about it, you just see, hey, oh, today's my payday. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, there you go. You pay your bills, right? Did you have to buy and lose for that? No. But you see, poverty is what, what brought about all this. All this. In the name of Jesus, every witch is a witch. Fall down and die. Till today, you are praying that they will die. They are still alive. And the reason why people are engaging in witchcraft practices and being, being a wizard and demonic activities is all because of poverty. All because of wrong. All because of, of sin. But if you change your mindset, you change your concept, you get yourself engaged and you focus on what God is doing. You focus on the instruction of God. You focus on God's agenda for your life. Trust me, you will not be looking for Satan. Because the moment he sees you coming, if he sees you coming this way, he will turn that way and he will be running faster so that you don't get to meet with him. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than him that is in the world. We spend time exalting the devil, exalting deliverance as if God is lazy. We spend time exalting the powers of darkness as if Jesus' death on the cross of Calvary was for nothing. He says, Lord, enlarge my cause. That was what Jabez was praying. And according to the prophecy in Isaiah uh, uh, 54 uh, verse 2, that we, we, the Lord will uh, 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 instruct us that we should enlarge our cause, strengthen our borders. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 4 verse 29. Let's see that. And then you write the other ones. First Kings chapter 4. Am I making sense to you this morning? Oh yes. Thank you Lord. First Kings chapter 4. Over there. Chapter 4 of 1 Kings. Are we there? Verse 29. Can we read this together? The Bible says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and what? Largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Were there enemies of Sol Solomon? Yes. But when he went to God, Solomon didn't pray, Lord, and at this particular time, in his vision, when he had an encounter with God, I pray that all the enemies will die in my life. I pray that the enemies will not see any way. I pray that when they rise up against me, Solomon have no time for that. He asked God for wisdom. 
Because if you are wise, you can handle your enemies easily. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> so God gave him wisdom. God gave him understanding. God gave him enlargement of heart. And God gave him wealth. So does he have any reason to pay attention to his enemies? Because if you come in one way, wisdom will deal with you. If you come the other way, understanding will deal with you. If my wisdom doesn't handle you, my understanding will handle you. If they don't handle you, my money, my wealth will handle you. If that cannot deal with you, my position, my status, everywhere, I will fight you in the land, I will fight you in the sea, I will fight you in the air. Why? Because I have what it takes. God has overwhelmingly blessed me. He has overloaded my life with everything that is necessary for me to deal with you. These are the reasons why Jesus didn't just die for your salvation. He died for your deliverance, for your healing, for your provision, for your good health. He died that you may be wise, wisdom, strength, understanding. He gives you eternal life. He gives you abundant life. And all these things that Jesus gave to us is for us to be able to use to glorify God. And not paying attention to what the enemy is doing. Sometimes we sin against God by glorifying the enemy instead of glorifying God. So don't limit yourself. Enlarge your coast this year. Stop limiting. Oh, I can't buy a car. You must buy a car this year. Oh, I can't build a house. You can build your own house from scratch this year. Trust God. Oh, I'm not able to, to do my own business. I want to start, but I'm afraid. No, don't be afraid. Number two. Number two, walk in righteousness. Walk in righteousness. When you walk in the righteousness of God, I'm telling you, beloved, things will work well for you. Psalm 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12. Walk in righteousness. Walk in the righteousness of God. When you walk in righteousness, it shall be well. The Bible says it shall be well with the righteous. The Bible says in righteousness shall thou be established. Hallelujah. Walk in righteousness. It shall be well with the righteous. And in righteousness, the Bible says shall thou be established. Psalm 92 verse 12. Let's look at what this one says. It says the righteous shall flourish. Who's going to flourish this year? The righteous. And the Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ. The righteous shall flourish. How? Like the palm tree. Do you know in the midst of the storm, the palm tree always stands still? The palm tree doesn't just die easily. It's one of the oldest trees out there in the forest. Always strong. Always bring forth in due season. The trees are always green. Hallelujah. Very solid. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted, you see that? In the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our God. They shall, look at this, I love this. They shall not only flourish, but they shall bring forth, hallelujah. They shall bring forth fruit even in old age. Can you imagine that? They shall be fat and flourishing. And I love verse number 15. It says, to show that the Lord is what? Is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Which means that God's goodness, God's blessing, God's provision is going to come upon the righteous to show that the Lord himself is a what? Is a righteous God. So the reason why, if there is any other reason why God will not help or bless you, there is just but one. That what? He wants to show that he is what? A righteous God. Number three. Number three. Hallelujah. Lay hold on information, instruction, and keep on meditating lay hold on information instructions and keep on meditating whatever instruction whatever information that you receive from the lord lay hold on that don't play with information don't play with instruction you come to church i remember those days you know how technology has helped and so somehow technology has destroyed some people 
Now, people don't come to church with Bible anymore. They come to church with their phone. So if, let's say, perhaps, or by chance, the phone dies, everything dies. <laughs> if the phone gets lost, everything got lost. In our own days, when we go to church, we sit in front. We don't sit in the back. I can remember, let, let me tell you something. My overseer used to preach messages that if I stand by the grace of God right now, I can tell you when that message was preached. I can explain the details of those messages. I can even give you the verses and everything and the points that he came up with. Several years ago in the 80s is what I'm telling you now. In the 80s. I, can rem I remember everything vividly because at that particular time, I wasn't, in our own days, we don't joke with the information. Information was key. When the word of God, rain or sun, no, no, it doesn't matter the weather condition. We're desperate to go into that house, into that schoolroom at Model Secondary School. We want to hear what he's saying. We want to study the word. And after service, we'll come back home. We will be studying. We have our Bibles. We have our Bibles and our booklet. You know, if we don't come casually to church like we're doing now in, in this time. You know, we come in the Western way, you know, in a casual way as if we are coming to socialize, not to worship God or not to hear from God. Those days we go in in the fear of God and in honor, reverence, and respect, anticipating to hear what has God to say to us. What is it that God wants to entrust us to do? We're desperate to hear and we take note of all and every single details coming from the Lord. In our time now, you ask Christians to tell you or quote five scriptures from the Bible. You've insulted them. You ask them to tell you or to even quote the Ten Commandments from the beginning to the end. And in fact, where they can find the Ten Commandments, they don't even know. But they know everything about the celebrities. They know everything about soccer. They know everything about music. They know everything about politics. They know everything about every other thing except for God. Lay hold on informations, instructions, and meditate on them. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 4, 13 to 16. Number four, seek the Lord constantly. Seek the Lord constantly. The Bible says they go from strength to strength, those that appear in Zion. Psalm 84 verse 7. Psalm 84 verse 7. They go from strength to strength. You want to gain spiritual strength? You want to attain to mastery in this life? You want to continue to follow God? You want to continue to be at the center of God's will? Praise the name of the Lord. You want to be able to match up with God's standard? You want to go forward? Continue to be in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says you will go from strength to strength. The grace of God will be poured upon your life beyond measure. And when you go out there, you see yourself making progress, developing in every area. You're going forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number five, the last point keep pressing on forget about the past we talk about this a little bit keep pressing on forget about the past paul says something in the book of philippians chapter 3 verse 13 down to verse 14 that he forgot about the things that are past and he pressed on hallelujah he pressed he says he says i have not yet apprehended in other words he's saying i am not there yet i have not reached I have not attained to the goal yet. He said, but one thing I do, forgetting about those things behind me, and I press towards the mark. I press, I press, 
I press. In other words, he said, I continue to keep going forward, going forward, going forward, going forward, going forward. I do not allow any experience of God in my life to be aborted. Instead, what I do, I make necessary investment of my life into the things of God by pressing on, going forward every day, every time, every moment to get to the point where God wants me to get to. And finally, in Psalm 16 verse 11, let's read that together and we'll pray. Psalm chapter 16 verse 11. What does it say? If we're going to go forward, we must totally depend on the Lord. Totally depend on the Lord and he will see us through in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 16. Don't be afraid. Don't seek advice from the wrong people. Don't act in unbelief. Chapter 16. Are we there? Verse number 11. I love this. Thou will show me, that is God, you will show me the path of life. Do you see that there? Lord, I want to go forward this year. I've been stagnated for years. I've been stranded for years. I've been detained for years. I have been deprived and denied for years. But Lord, enough is enough. I've been in this mountain for too long. And Lord, the Egyptians have detained me for too long in the midst of the Red Sea. And Lord, I have gone through my own way by my own evil heart condition. Lord, enough is enough. Now I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm surrendering myself. I have a mind that is made up to wait on you that you show me the path of life. Thou will show me the path of life. And I love the conclusion. In other words, when God shows you the path of life, what's going to happen? He says, in thy presence is, number one, fullness of joy. There won't be any burnout, any exhaustion, any depression, any stress. Praise the name of the Lord. There won't be any discouragement. There will be what? fullness of joy in the presence of the lord and look at what it says at thy right hand there are what pleasures forevermore you want to enjoy the pleasures of this life not by sinning you want to enjoy the pleasures of this life not by disobeying god you want to enjoy the pleasures of this life not by following after the world but allow Almighty God who created this life, who knows the way of all the earth. The Bible also says that he will make the crooked path straight. But then this God who can make the way where there is no way, who can make every crooked path straight, is the one that the psalmist is saying that God, you will show me the path of life. Do you know you don't know the path of life? You don't know what holds tomorrow. You don't know what the next month will be like. But God already knows exactly where you're going to end up What's going to happen? So you go back to him, Lord. You are the divine architect of my life. Lord, everything that you've constructed regarding my life, I pray that I will not stray away. Show me the path of life, oh God. Because, Lord, you, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I want that fullness of joy. In righteousness, I want that fullness of joy in prosperity. I want that fullness of joy in victory. I want that fullness of God. Hallelujah. In progress, in developing myself in every area. And the Bible says there are pleasures forevermore. I want that spiritual pleasure, financial pleasure, material pleasure, marital pleasure, health pleasure, pleasure that has to do with, with wholesomeness. Everything that will bring glory to you, Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Shall we pray this morning? 
Shall we pray this morning? Let's talk to the Lord right now. Let's talk to the Lord and say, Lord, let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. I'm asking you, oh God, that you enable me to move forward, irrespective of the experiences and the challenges in our world. It doesn't matter what the enemy is saying or doing. My focus is on you. Enable me, Lord. I want to go forward. I want to live according to your word. I want to obey your word. I want to do your word. I want to please you, Lord. I want to go forward. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. He is the one that will lead us through the path and he will, he will give us the understanding as to how to go forward in this life. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. You are God. You are not just big. You are not just large. You are a great God. Oh, you are God. You are not just big. You are not just large. You are a great God. Oh, you are big, 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 big. Oh, large, 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 large. Great, 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 great. You are a great God. Let this be God. This great God. Let him lead you in the path of this life that you should go. Let him teach you his ways. The Bible says there is fullness of joy and there are pleasures in his right hand. Pleasures forevermore. Life ought not to be a burden. Life ought not to be in the survival of the fittest. No. Life ought not to be like a jungle. You ought not to be a hustler. No, you are not a hustler. Know you not that you are gods. The Bible says in Psalm 82, I have said ye are gods. We are the representative of Almighty God. So, if that is the case, we must ask him to show us the path to go forward as God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want you, those of you who are watching, if you haven't given your life to the Lord Jesus, I want you to pray with me simple and straightforward. Say there, Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning. I ask you for your mercies upon my life. Forgive me for all my sins, for all that I have done wrong. There, Lord Jesus, I repent this morning. Have mercy upon me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. There, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confessed with my mouth that God raised you from the dead. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you for saving me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Beloved, if you pray that prayer, God richly bless you. Look for a Bible, believing church. Get yourself involved in the things of God that you may grow in grace and in the knowledge of God's word. Let me pray with you. Father, we thank you for that brother. Thank you for that sister who have accepted you. At this particular time, we ask God for great grace and strength and mercy to keep him or her till the very end. That he or she will continue to walk in accordance of your word. That, Lord, you continue to reveal yourself more and more unto them. That the newness of life, Lord, will become, oh God, a joy to their soul. And that every day they will live to please you. Thank you, Lord, for saving him or her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Everyone lift up your hands and I'll pray for you right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for your word this morning. We're asking, Lord, for sufficient grace. We're asking for insight in life. We're asking, Lord, for empowerment.
empowerment lord this morning lord divine direction enablement oh god that you cause us to move forward in jesus name fortify us through your word fortify us by your grace fortify us oh god according to your will empower us so that we will be able to march on forward without looking at the challenges ahead of us without being intimidated by the circumstances around us without oh god almighty being deprived by others help us oh god to march forward into our fulfillment and our destiny and your purpose for our lives in jesus name Anything that might want to stand as an endurance, let that thing die on the way. Anything that might want to confront us, Lord, as you swallow up the Egyptians in the midst of the Red Sea, let that thing be swallowed up in Jesus' name. Empower us to cross over. Empower us, O oh God, to see your mighty hand. Empower us to experience the dry ground, O oh God, that we will walk on that dry ground as a testimony, as an evidence of your faithfulness. Empower us, O oh God, to go in and possess our possession. Teach us, O oh God, how to expand ourselves, how to stretch out, to lengthen our staves, to enlarge our coast in the name of of the lord jesus christ lord we depend on you oh god that you will guide our path in this life enable us oh god not to be stuck about our yesterday not to be stuck as the israelites were stuck in those mountains for that we pray lord through your word and your mercy we decree and de declare the power to go forward the power to move on that lord you strengthen and you guide us you empower us with such in jesus name we will march majestically into our destiny we will march triumphantly, O oh God, into our potentials. And that God will fulfill purpose in this life. In Jesus' name. Lord, we decree and declare that in this life we will not fail. In this life we will not miss out of the goodness that you've already paid for. In this life, O oh God, that which cost you your life, your blood, uh, that which, O oh God, you were disgraced for, that which, O oh God, you 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 have been flogged and you died for, that which, O oh God, that you paid for, we pray that we will enjoy all of it and that we will possess all of it completely. Nothing will be missing, nothing will be broken in Jesus' name. Let the fullness of God's joy, God's grace, God's wisdom lead us in this life. Lord, let the pleasures that will be forevermore be our portion in Jesus' name. Help us to possess our possession. That this year we will not blame you for no just cause. That this year we will not give the credit to the kingdom of darkness. That this year our lives will glorify you. Just like you said you will give yourself the honor and you will take the glory in the life of Pharaoh and the Egyptian. Anyone and anything, any given situation that will face us, God, you will take glory. Lord, you will be honored. And Lord, through those things, we will see your goodness. We will see your power. We will experience, oh God, your faithfulness. We cover this world in the blood. We cover our lives in the power of the Holy Ghost. We pray that God Almighty, this world will abide and grow and bring forth fruit. Not just for us in the house, but those out there that are watching. And anyone that will hear this word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. We celebrate your integrity and your faithfulness. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.